0: Good morning they brought the donkey and the colt and put on them their cloaks and he sat on them matthew chapter 21 verse 7 in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen so as you know uh, today is palm sunday the beginning of holy week and there's uh, so much in the events of today that would be lost uh, to the casual observer like if we imagine a news reporter Uh, going back in time to the first palm sunday all they would notice uh, on the surface of things is that a popular teacher and healer uh, had chosen a very strange vehicle to enter town on to come to jerusalem as all jews did uh, for passover each year he was just doing what all of the jews who lived uh, in uh, that land uh, would be doing uh, in that week but the Holy Spirit inspired Matthew to see that there was much more going on uh, beneath the surface, that this was also the fulfilling of a prophecy given 500 years before by the prophet Zechariah. It's recorded in Zechariah chapter 99. Behold, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey. So for Matthew, who was steeped in the scriptures, who knew that prophecy of Zechariah, to then see Jesus coming in uh, on a donkey, he recognized that this is an annunciation that Jesus is king. Um, a fact that was further emphasized by the fact that um, people took palm branches, we know Matthew doesn't mention that they were palms specifically, but uh, the Gospel of John mentions that, which was a display of Jewish patriotism. Palms were sort of, like what, like an eagle is to America or something. It was kind of a symbol um, that uh, represented the nation. It was on coinage and it was, um, palms were busted out whenever there was sort of a military royal kind of victory. Um, And so the fact that they had palms was signaled um, that the Jews recognized that here was the long awaited king, which they affirm also with their voices when they cry out, Hosanna to the son of David, right? Remember it was King David who'd been promised that um, a descendant, a son of his, would come and then would reign forever. So, Son of David is another title for Jesus the Christ. Uh, A casual observer or a news reporter also um, might not notice that Jesus enters Jerusalem exactly five days before the Passover. It says he arrived in Bethany uh, on six days before the Passover in John's Gospel, which is um, the town just next uh, where he would have traveled from to go to Bethphage into Jerusalem. Five days before the Passover, the exact day on which the law of Moses prescribes the Passover lamb who will be slain on the um, five days later uh, to be set apart from the herd in preparation for Passover. So Jesus is also communicating, even as he's um, revealing that he's the king, he's revealing that he is the lamb of God, uh, who since he was self-offered, he offered himself, he's also revealing that he is the priest. And when the local jerusalem residents encounter this uh, excited galilean crowd remember who's traveled with jesus down to the passover um, they ask who is this the crowd replies replies this is the prophet jesus so we see in this single act jesus is revealed to be king priest and prophet uh, on this unusual day i think it's sort of also like finally um, the lid comes off of the excitement about Jesus. If you remember, as we've been studying, actually, in Mark's Gospel in the weekday uh, Bible studies at 9.30 uh, here on Facebook, um, Jesus is constantly telling people to be quiet when they get excited. When there's a healing or a provision, a miracle, something, Jesus don't tell anybody. right? He, try, he spends his whole ministry trying to keep the lid on, the excitement that his uh, acts have been doing because he doesn't want his... Um, ministry to be taken over by some fleshly, worldly coup, he needs to accomplish all the works that the father had given him and to reveal fully who he was so that people wouldn't make a mistake on that front. So uh, for whole ministry of telling people to like kind of keep it down, he finally lets them go and their excitement is, uh, is off the charts. Um, they get so excited. They spontaneously take off their coats and lay them on the ground to make like a makeshift red carpet. For Jesus to enter on into Jerusalem but it's interesting that even now the only time when the Lord kind of lets the lid off the excitement his humility is still manifest even though he wants all of Israel to know that he is indeed uh, the one true king he doesn't process with even the minimal pomp that a first century king would assemble in his entourage there's no soldiers Right. There's no, usually, a king would have his armies to display his strength, there's only fishermen. There's no shields or weapons, only faith. There's no valiant animals like elephants conquered, uh, I mean, elephants captured on sort of distant conquests, or horses, who have always been known for their nobility, just a little donkey. An animal that has always been known uh, then, as now, uh, as not being the sharpest tool in the shed, a simple humble, lowly donkey. Now of all the details um, that are rich with meaning on this festival day, and there's more, this is the one I I really want to linger over uh, this morning to put forward its meaning. So I invite you to think about the donkey. We're going to zone in, uh, zoom in on the donkey this morning. What is the donkey doing? What is its role? First it's carrying Christ. And by way of fulfilling Zechariah's prophecy, the donkey is also announcing that Jesus is the one true king. Those are the two things the donkey is doing. So when we think about it like that, in terms of the role, the donkey, you could say, um, is a picture of all of us. This is actually a connection I'm not the first to draw out by far. Um, If you did, in fact, sing All Glory, Lord, and Honor from your stoop this morning, uh, half an hour ago, uh, as we did, and it was great fun, um, that hymn is based on a 9th century Latin hymn by St. Theodulf of Orléans. And it originally had 39 verses. You could sing it as you processed all around town. Um, And one of those verses has the the verse, um, Be thou, O Lord, the rider. Uh, I'm forgetting the tune now. Here we go. Glory, Lord, and honor to the Redeemer King, on whom the lips of children sweet hosannas ring. Be thou, O Lord, the rider, and we the fit donkey, that to God's holy city together we'll proceed. Be thou, O Lord, the rider, and we the fit donkey. Metaphorically speaking, I think when we uh, interpret the story of Uh, the procession on the donkey, we are kind of in the role of the donkey, each of us. That like the donkey, by nature, we are creatures um, that are fairly dull, spiritually speaking. That we're often in folly running into sin instead of following God. Um, That we're pitifully low. That when you compare us to the glorious angels, um, we are very lowly creatures. Nevertheless, the Lord has chosen us to carry him. He's chosen what was weak in the world to shame the strong. We who profess faith in Christ Jesus, we are Christ-bearers, just like the donkey. There's one further detail that's mentioned in the gospel. The apostles laid their coats on the donkey for Jesus to sit on. Now, of course, as a matter of sort of uh, practicality, this was the making of a makeshift saddle for Jesus. But why was this included in the gospel account? One church father sees it as a figure for the apostles' teaching that through receiving the sound doctrine of the apostolic church, like a cloak over your back, we are then made ready to bear the risen Lord. I love that picture, that the apostles connect us into the role, their apostolic teaching carried forward in the church, brings us into the role of getting to truly carry the Lord Jesus, not on our backs like a donkey, but in our hearts um, and in our minds we like the donkey are proclaiming jesus to be king king of our lives we're saying that we are not independent creatures um directed by self-will that we have a master whose directions we follow and in that we proclaim the universal truth that christianity is not a private profession well this is what i believe you know whatever you want to believe is fine we're saying i submit to him as king because i believe he's the king the one true king The humble donkey um, presented Christ as king to those who already believed the fact, who lined the road going up to Jerusalem and were excited. And I think this is a picture for us trying to live forth faithfully Christian life in the presence of other Christians. And the donkey took Christ into the city, which I think could be taken as a figure for evangelism, presenting the Lord that you carry, um, not for any merit of yours, remember it was just a donkey, but because the rider is worthy, because he is worthy. The picture of Christ um, being carried by a donkey I think is a really fitting one for our exact moment right now. Um, it seems like many societal distinctions have been largely leveled as we're all sheltering in place. Um, big and small, um, middle class, upper class, lower class, we're all just hunkering down. Kind of, It's kind of a great leveler in this moment. And Christians and non-Christians alike, we all sort of feel like lowly, ignoble, pack animals (laughs) like a donkey. Christians, we share the same basic human nature with all humanity. What distinguishes us, the only distinguishing factor is simply that we've been called by God to the infinite privilege of bearing Christ, of confessing Christ, of knowing Christ. And that elevates us from our lowly nature that we share with all donkeys all humans to one of supreme privilege to be the very vehicle that announces Christ the King to the world. So our witness to the world um, in this exact moment of the pandemic with coronavirus and the shutdown, um, it may feel especially small and humble and plodding. It might not seem like there's very much to distinguish us from the rest of the world, but Christ will still be manifest if we continue to carry him in the midst of this. It'll be made, Christ will be made manifest in how we speak to our friends and our neighbors, in how we treat our families as we're all uh, locked in our houses together, in what we do with our anxieties in this time. We'll feel the same anxieties as everybody. But will we lead it to despair or just uh, comforting with sort of food or chemicals or who knows what? Or will we take our anxieties to him in prayer? We'll carry Christ in our compassion for others and in our prayers when we let the other person get the last roll of toilet paper at Target, <laughs> we can carry, We can show forth Christ. Silly donkeys though we are, um, Christ can still be born forth if we continue to courageously submit to him, even in times of national trial like we're in. Submitting to him one plodding step at a time. I love that figure, a donkey, just sort of heavily plodding along, that that sometimes is how the Christian life can feel, especially in a time of distress, but that we don't um, try and buck the Lord who we've claimed, but we continue to bear him forward. So I pray that this uh, Palm Sunday picture uh, from Matthew chapter 21 uh, encourages you in your discipleship, your uh, discipleship like a donkey, <laughs> in faithfulness uh, in this time. Amen. I invite you now to uh, pray the great litany and the supplication, uh, either from your prayer book uh, or from the printed handout and uh, to make an act of spiritual communion uh, at 11 o'clock.